Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw God's Spirit descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from the heavens said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Today we have a triple header going on in terms of liturgical events, activities on the church's calendar. Today is the Sunday designated uh, to celebrate the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. We also call this day Epiphany Sunday, which actually the day of Epiphany was on Friday, the 6th of January. It changes from year to year. And Epiphany celebrates the, uh, the actual arrival of the wise men as they came to see Jesus. Uh, the wise men, who we also call the Magi, did not come the night Jesus was born. There, at least a couple of years later, they arrived and celebrated the coming of the, the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, we also are celebrating the coming of a single wise man. His name was Ben Williams. And we are lifting Ben up with donuts and song we'll be singing later on when the saints go marching in. And don't be surprised if Ben shows up for that. Uh, but we are wanting to lift the memory and the celebration of the years of service Ben gave this congregation with a, an additional prayer this morning. And so I invite whoever chooses to stand with me as we celebrate and thank God for the life of Ben Williams. Let's be in prayer. God, we give you thanks. Though we didn't every day give thanks for Ben, some days we thanked you, Lord, when Ben got through and went away. Some days, God, we did not have the endurance to wait out one of Ben's stories. Some days we did not understand his unique ways of doing things and of thinking and of expressing himself. But today we give you thanks absolutely and completely, for that is the way, God, you had been to serve absolutely and completely. Receive him unto yourself, Lord. We'll forever be better because he came this way. 
thank you, God, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. And thank you. As you overheard during the children's moment, the sermon today is entitled, Let God. Let God. Uh, Jesus came to Jordan, the Jordan River to be baptized, and when he came there, as the story is told here, uh, John the Baptist was baptizing multiple peoples in the Jordan River. Why else would they call him John the Baptist except that he really did so much baptizing and only this one time did he hesitate to baptize someone. On one occasion and one occasion only, John balked at the idea of baptizing Jesus the Christ. Even faithful servants can have a fatal flaw, and John thought it inappropriate that Jesus, who clearly outranked him, who he had celebrated even when he was in the womb, Jesus didn't need baptizing. He had no sins to wash away. And so John balked, he hesitated. We've seen it with Peter and with others. When Jesus says, let's do it this way, sometimes we say, let's do it that way. Uh, Peter didn't understand the idea of Jesus washing his feet. John didn't understand the idea of Jesus being baptized by him. Often God calls on you and calls on me in ways that we don't understand and it's then that we need to think to ourselves or even speak aloud, let God. God knows how to do things. God decides how things are to be done. Let God, the whole phrase is let go and let God. We hold on so tightly to so many things. We're used to being responsible for so many things that we hold on tightly even when we say we've turned it over. Um, I had to edit out a thing just then that I was gonna get in trouble if I said so. God calls you and letting go and letting God calls for yielding to God, trusting God, and depending on God. John wanted to let go. John wanted to let God, but, but, biggest word in the Bible, but, we want to let God, but. I've got an idea, God. I've got a plan, something we can get together and do, God. I've got an idea. Or, God, you're taking too long to do this blessing that I've got in mind. Or, I can help things along, God. I can chip in and help you do this thing. I think I see a better way, God. And ultimately, Lord, I want some of the credit if I'm going to do all this hard work. We want to let God, but we are in the way. I 
am in the way, when I call myself guiding God, when I call myself helping God, when I call myself directing God to a new plan, a new idea, I am in the way. And even though I believe some of you are also in the way, I won't call your name or name you as in God's way. I'll let that be your own confession. When I start to think, I've got a plan, I've got an idea, I need to remember in the text where it says, thy will be done. When I start to think God is taking too long, then I need to understand the truth of how time is measured. There is chronos where we count off with a watch or a timing device, and then there is kairos which lines up with God's perfect understanding of time. The fullness of time is the meaning of kairos. And when I think God's taking too long, I need to switch from chronos to kairos. When I think that God needs my help, then I need to perform a test of my power. You need to perform a test of your power when you think that God needs your help. Go out there and slow down the wind just as a test. Go on out there and change the temperature even one degree to perform a test. Go out there and increase or decrease the precipitation that we are experiencing. And if you can pass any one of those three tests, then go on and offer yourself to help God because God does all of that with a bag of chips. We need to get in our lane and stay there. God knows what to do and how to do it. When you start to imagine you've got a better way, it ultimately proves to be a shortcut, but get on out the way and let God do what God has to do. My way, God says, is not your way. My way is higher, it's better, it's more correct. And when it comes to credit, when it comes to wanting to share the praise and the credit with God, God is entitled, God and God alone is entitled to all praise and all glory. Sometimes all the words of guidance, all the words of advice that I might offer or one of your family members or friends might offer, sometimes that's not sufficient. Sometimes we only listen and heed a voice that comes from on high, a voice of authority that comes from on high, maybe a parent, the voice of a parent. No, that's not high enough. Maybe we need the voice of a preacher. That's not nearly high enough. Maybe the voice or the collective voice of our politicians. 
No, that falls short too. Not a parent, not a preacher, not a politician. The one who sits on the throne and speaks from on high. All the way from heaven to earth, a voice came in our text. God in heaven said about God on earth, this is my son, the beloved with whom I am well pleased. God in heaven spoke to you and I, talking about Jesus who walked the earth. God said to you and God said to me, let God, let God, let the God who has come from heaven where he resided, let the God who has suffered through all the ordeals that the earth could send his way. Let God, the God who was born and placed in a manger, let the God who called the disciples, the God who walked on the water, let the God who knows the answers before we formulate the questions, let God. That's what God said. And I just ditto that. Let God, let God, let God.